0: Carrie Reed, I can't help but think, you know, those are not words we hear very often, and maybe we should hear more often. Maybe we don't pay enough attention to wisdom, and uh, I love uh, Miriam Therese Winter's little song about wellspring of wisdom bubbling up in and around us and hopefully within us. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Halloween. Halloween. There's a word we rarely hear these days, right? Unless, of course, you think I'm referring to the autumnal occasion when costume kids ring your doorbell and demand trick-or-treat. However, that word is spelled differently. There's a distinguishing bit of ring to hallowing, the word for today. We are the people of God. Come to this hallowing place. We are the people of God, bonded together by grace. My friend and mentor David Bartlett penned these words as a gift to the people of Lakeshore Avenue Baptist Church in Oakland. John Landgraf wrote the tune and labeled it Lakeshore. It was originally entitled uh, Hymn for Pentecost and became a kind of theme song for that congregation. In the past, I've used it both on Pentecost and on Trinity Sunday, as it is obviously a thoroughly Trinitarian text. uh, David Would have held out for. Creator strong and sure, Jesus our friend and guide, spirit and comforter. Each person of the Trinity is given due consideration in its own verse. The verses are lovely, but I especially like the chorus. We are the people of God, come to this hallowing place. We are are the body of Christ bonded together by grace. What a lovely aspirational notion of what it means to be church. The body of Christ bonded together by grace. But what of this hallowing place? What does it mean to be the people of God come to this hallowing place? Place. Now David was a highly educated and cultured man. Uh, was dean of Yale Divinity School for some 17 years. Sometimes his vocabulary stretched beyond the ordinary, to put it fairly. Hallowing. The dictionary says it means to make holy or to consecrate. Synonyms include words like make sacred, to sanctify, to bless. We are the people of God who come to this place that makes us holy, that consecrates us, that sacralizes and sanctifies us, that both blesses us and creates us as a blessing. It's an interesting thought, isn't it, that this might be a hallowing place. In the past, you've heard me talk about the ministry of the building. If you haven't, you should have, and you will hear more. The ministry of the building. I wonder if this is not related to what it might make, to what might make this a hallowing place. My friend Don Ng and I have had spirited conversation about whether there can actually be a ministry of the building. Now he took the more conventional non-liturgical view that a building itself cannot be sacred or a ministry. There must be sacred or sacralizing activity within it to create and sustain its mission. It's people who inhabit the space and what they do in it that sets it apart, that makes it a hallowing space. I understand this argument and I have made it myself on more than one occasion. In the past, we have also sung Ken Medema's little song, Come Build a Church. Come Build a Church with Soul and Spirit. We need no tower rising skyward, no house of wood or glass or stone. Of course, Medema's correct. We don't have to have a building to be the church. Roll that around in your head a minute. We we don't have to have a building to be the church. You don't have to have this beautiful space to be Fairview. Soul and spirit should be sufficient building materials for the body of Christ. But what do you do when you already have a building? Over time, I've come to believe that people can cultivate a ministry of the building. Uh, Aside, I was in in Denver last weekend and my friend Brian Henderson is pastor of the historic First Baptist Church of Denver, Colorado on the National Registry, right across from the Colorado State Capitol, high steeple, huge organ, Uh, chandeliers and columns, Corinthian columns. I took a picture of Mel Taylor. Uh, Mel Taylor, the former pastor of this church, probably one of the shaping presences in this congregation, um, uh, who pastored First Baptist Denver, the end of his life and career. That church was down to 15 people, and uh, historic church, it was on its last leg when my friend Brian Henderson, who is also the national coordinator of AWAB, became the pastor there. Now, now Brian is brilliant and a, an a innovator, creator, and that church is now thriving. Uh, it's a, not huge, but it's big enough to, to sustain its historic building. And one of the ways they're doing it is ministry of the building. As he explained all the wonderful things that are happening in this old historic space, it it warmed my heart to think that there is a ministry of the building. Okay, enough aside. The church on the corner can become a hallowing place, a place where people can be made sacred, sanctified, blessed. There's an interaction between the holy and the human that can take place in a space which we call church that makes it a hallowing place. It's a mystery. I cannot fully explain it or why it happens, but I know it does. I know that in Palo Alto, more than one person entering that old building and making use of it sensed an aura about it that was hallowed. They may not have been there for spiritual or religious reasons of any sort, yet once they entered that space, they experienced something unique that was inherently spiritual. Even when the congregation was not present, even when the sanctuary was empty, it made the building itself attractive, a place where people wanted to linger. A hallowing place. I know another digression. One of the things, ministries of the space that we started in Palo Alto, I think I mentioned, we talked before about this amazing girl choir that started from nothing and now has 300-plus girls and is a world-class choir, uh, just an amazing thing that happened. But but hearing those girls testify to what the space itself had meant to them, what it was Uh, how important it was for them to have a... I mean, this is part of their sadness in in our having to sell the space and them having to move to another space was the loss of the space itself was a very uh, moving testimony to what I'm trying to talk about. It was a lovely space physically, sure, but the hallowing dimension was more than that. Maybe it was the cloud of witness that hovered within the walls. Maybe it was the efforts made over the 70-plus years of the building's existence to worship, to witness, to learn, to grow into God's beloved community. Maybe it was the faithful commitment of a people to God and to the gospel and to the well-being of one another and to the well-being of the wider community, the welfare of the city, where they found themselves. Some combination of those things and more made it a hallowing place. Following today's text, maybe this is a hallowing place because we make room here for holy wisdom. Is this not a place in which wisdom has been allowed to call to raise her voice, a place where she could take her stand and cry out to you, O oh people, I cry, and my cr- a call and my cry is to all that uh, is, is to all that live. O oh, simple ones, O oh, simple ones, learn prudence, acquire intelligence. You who lack it, hear. For I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. Oh, there's nothing twisted or crooked in them. Let me use a heavy dose of that. Well, um. There's nothing, they are all straight to one who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Of course, the community has not always paid attention or allowed wisdom to guide, but perhaps we have been attentive enough and willing to follow to the degree that we recognize this as a hallowing place in which God's people are sometimes present and working to bring about God's beloved community. Here on occasion, we have encountered wisdom. We have gained knowledge. We have learned prudence and discretion. We have acknowledged in awe the Holy One We have laid aside pride and arrogance and gained insight and strength. Isn't that what hallowing is all about? Isn't this why we come here week after week, seeking the sacred at some level, obvious or hidden? I believe it is. In a reflection entitled A Desperate Need for Wisdom, Hebrew scripture scholar John Holbert rants, and this is a rant, folks. I gaze with mounting horror at the ill-mannered, rude, crude, and hominem nonsense that exudes at great lengths from the keyboards of literally thousands of phones and pads and computers. Hundreds of comments ensue, many building on the foolishness of the previous authors. I debase the term to name such drivel so, until any hope of enlightenment is drowned, buried, exploded in a maelstrom of vitriol and a spasm of words vomited from a very dark chasm of some verbal hell. I pile on the multiple metaphors for the reason that the social media frenzy does the same, cascading a waterfall of gibberish onto the floors of unsuspecting platforms, swamping gigabytes and terabytes with hogwash by the ton. Can I get an amen? Seems Holbert may have some strong feelings about the ways of the modern world. And frankly, ain't, th- ain't that the truth? Isn't he right? On to something? I think it's just what comes. I well, Don't get me started. His essay was penned in 2016. Not surprising. I wonder how his feelings of disdain and disgust might have escalated if possible over the past six years if he felt if he felt desperate for wisdom then how much more must he feel that today and isn't that the truth a desperation for wisdom in our world in our life in our country in our community a desperation for wisdom Hyperbole aside, he has a legitimate point. In so many ways, our contemporary society has abandoned wisdom and gone off in search of the lowest imaginable denominators of social enterprise. In fact, some even defy imagination. How do we get to this place? How do we make it right? Colbert is right there, is a desperate need for wisdom today. Too often she stands on the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals to our sanctuaries, crying out, and no one, no one pays her the least attention. Oh, we're too busy we're too preoccupied. We're too hardened against her message to pay attention to her cry. We're deaf to her voice. We are eagerly on our way somewhere else. We are not interested in looking for our looking for or finding her hallowing place. We pass by quickly on the other side. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Holy wisdom, born of God, architect of the created order, she who has dwelt beside God from the beginning, who has been God's daily delight, rejoicing before God always, rejoicing in God's inhabited world, even delighting in the human race, is not going on. She is not going away. She's been ignored, reviled, and abused before, and undoubtedly she will be again. And nevertheless, she persists. Nevertheless, she persists. Still, she perseveres, offering her gifts in the same vein that God offers grace, abundantly, infinitely, to the end of time and beyond. The day will come when the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Holy One as the waters cover the sea. Wisdom will prevail and all of creation will be recognized as a hallowing space. Until then, the people of God need places like this. The people of God need places like this and others we will discover in the days ahead. Places which are hallowing places, places in which we might discover wisdom, embrace her, and learn her ways. With John Holbert, we may yet Pray, come quickly, woman wisdom, and clear our minds of foolishness. Cleanse our mouths from stupidity. Make our words and our work with one another worthy of the high calling of God to love and care for all of God's vast and rich creation. Thanks be to God for all the ways and all the days in which this has been a place where wisdom was welcomed, where this has been a hallowing place. May we find new companions and blessed days ahead as we journey on as a people of God, the body of Christ, bonded together, if not always in person, then surely in grace, amen.